Aren't you glad that the greater one is alive in you? Amen. You have life this morning. I have life this morning because Jesus conquered hell, death, and the grave. And he knocked on our heart's door and we said, come on in. And he said, I'll take my own blood and I'll wash your heart and I'll come and I'll make you a temple of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that something? That's who we are. A very temple of the Spirit of the living God. Uh, uh, just steady your mind just for a second. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so thankful for your presence. We're so thankful for your uh, provision and your promise in our life. We thank you that you led each one of us here this morning. And we just ask right now that anything that would be a distraction in our hearts, souls, and lives, that it come right underneath your foot. Anything that would be a hindrance, anything that would be a hurt, Lord, let it be stopped this morning by that name, that name above all other names. Help us to yield to you and trust you, and you do what only you can do in our lives. Oh, we thank you for it. We thank you for your love and your presence. Let it be, Lord. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Uh, I, open up your Bibles to uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and I... I this is not going to be laid out like a sermon. I don't know exactly what this is going to be, but this, the, the, the Lord is wanting to do a work in our lives this morning. And uh, He wants to meet us where we're at and He wants to take us to a new place in Him. Do you realize that the way that you and I think uh, about ourselves is a direct reflection of how much we understand what Jesus is doing in our lives? See, because if I let the devil convince me uh, uh, and put a label on me, then I'm elevating what he's saying and what he's trying to do ahead and above beyond the Lord, right? And we don't want that, amen? We want the Lord to be able to do and say what only he can. So um, uh, think about what Brother Corey sang this morning at Lenness and Worship, uh, and uh, you'll see how everything, even though we haven't talked about it, you'll see how... Those songs tied in with exactly what's flowing through my spirit. Uh, so let's just let's start in let's let's read this for a text, and then we'll we'll see how the spirit of God breaks it down. Ephesians chapter four. Let's start reading in verse seventeen. Ephesians chapter four. Paul writing by the unction of the spirit of God to the church at Ephesus. Let's start in verse seventeen. If you're there, say Amen. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord. This is a, a word that is. Uh, akin to being in the in the court of law, uh, that's what he's uh, he's letting us know the seriousness of what he's about to say. This I say, therefore, and testify on the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles, as other unbelievers walk in the vanity, in the emptiness of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness. Of their heart. Remember what we preached last Sunday morning. Verse 19. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lavishness to work all uncleanness with greediness. Verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the, the old behavior, uh, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, 
and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Brother Larry, would you pray? Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Larry. Thank you for honoring the word. Thank you once for your presence. Now, I, I, I asked you to, to give diligence and just be sensitive in your heart uh, because uh, I, I've just got some verses that's on my heart and then whatever the Spirit of God wants to go a, a certain direction, we're just going to get on board with Him and go. Amen? Because He wants to do a work in our lives this morning. I, I, the, the word I heard was that Christ, He has the cure for every callous on our heart. Christ has a cure for every callous on our heart. And, and so uh, think about, and, and we'll look at it in just a moment of time, but think about what that last song Brother Corey was, was talking about, uh, you and I, what God does for the orphans. You know, you and I, we were orphan. We didn't have anybody that claimed us except the devil, but God reached out and he claimed us. And so, uh, God has named you and labeled you a uh, victorious, an overcomer, a, a, a peacemaker, a light bearer. Uh, I mean, there is so many things that God has put a label on you, every one of his children to walk in. But if we don't uh, understand that just because God has gave us something, because God has stated something, we've got to reach out and grab it for ourselves. Uh, you can't give it to me. I can't give it to you. The Lord, is He's unfurled His arms and gave it to us, but I've got to be the one that says, hey, He's talking to me. I'm going to reach out and grab it for myself. And so here Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, and he's trying to, to help them be able to, to, to step up to a new place and to receive some things that, uh, that uh, had been available to them. But because of uh, their situation, because of their struggle, and because of all of those things, they had laid some promises down. So he's reminding them. So let's look at some stuff here. Look what he said. He said uh, that the Gentiles, which is a type of the unbeliever, that they walk in the vanity or the emptiness of their mind. Well, aren't you glad that when you got born again, when I got born again, that all of a sudden we had an opportunity, as Paul told the church at Philippi, that we can let the mind of Christ... We can let it be in us. Right. Uh, but see, I've got to make that choice because I've got to think like Christ thinks. I've got to let the Word come into my heart and, and let it rewrite some things, let it renew some things, let it uh, change some things where I can see some things differently. Uh, and so I've got to see that that in my, my Christian walk and your Christian walk, the old man is always going to be trying to show up and show out to, to limit us, to hinder us. And so I've got to say, now, wait a minute. I used to think like that. I used to walk like that. I used to talk like that, but no more. Amen. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm on a journey with the Lord. He's my shepherd and he's leading me with his voice. And I, and I know I'm going somewhere. And every time I take a step with him, I get stronger and I become more like him. Now, look what it says in verse 18. It says, having the understanding, now this is the unbeliever, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life that is of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. So having their understanding darkened. Now, hold your place right here and just turn over to the first chapter and look at the, 
the promise that Paul said that you and I could pray for one another and what God would do. Look at verse 18 in Ephesians 1. Just turn, just turn over. We're in Ephesians 4. Just turn back to Ephesians 1. And look what verse 18 says. Now, this is what Paul said that you and I were to pray. That the eyes of your understanding might be what? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of His calling, of Christ's calling, and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. You're, you're Christ's inheritance. And Christ is glorified by you because of your... Uh, receiving Him and you walking in His Word and His truth. But Paul said that we had to come to a place where we 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 done our part. And our part was that I need to pray for you. You need to pray for me. We need to pray for ourselves, one for another, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Now, the unbeliever, that their mind, their understanding is being darkened. But your understanding is being enlightened. Now, this word enlightened is uh, fotidzo. It's where we get our English word uh, like a, uh, a negative uh, on a photograph. But it means to lighten and to bring such a light that it leaves an image. It's like you would burn a, a CD today or a DVD. So the light of Jesus is shining in you. And when you and I, when we receive that light, it burns the truth of the Word of God upon your heart. It's causing the mind that was in Jesus to be in you. You're starting to see some things and think the way that Jesus wants you to think. You're starting to see that you can do what Jesus did, that you can do those same works. You can walk in victory. You can have peace. You can have power. You can have promises and all of those things. Amen? It's yours and ours because it was bought and paid for. Now, uh, look at verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. When you and I realize that it's not about our strength, but it's about the Holy Spirit bringing the word Jesus and, and writing that on the table of your heart. You, you, you saying, yes, I give you uh, free will in my life. Come and, and, and write on my heart. Let that light shine in there. Let that burn the truth. And when you and I do that, all of a sudden we, we, we we're able to see how we used to walk. We're able to see how the devil sets things up, how he's very strategic in trying to hinder you and hinder me. And we say, wait a minute, I've got light on that. That's not going to work this time, amen? All right, now go back with me. And, and just for a second, let's look at this again. Now look at verse 18. He said, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. You and I, we once were aliens. In other words, we were of this world, we were not of God's world. But because you and I heard that knock on our heart's door because the Spirit of God drawed us, there was a, 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 a changing of kingdoms. We got translated out of the kingdom of darkness and we got translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Go, go to ch chapter 2 in this book and we'll read it and let you see it for yourself. In Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse uh, number 11. It says, Wherefore remember that ye being in times past Gentiles, unbelievers, in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision, in the flesh made by hands. But look what happens in verse 12. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope 
and without God in the world. But look what happens. Verse 13. But now. Thank God for now. I'm not an alien anymore. You're not an alien anymore. Amen. Look what happens. But now Christ, in Christ Jesus, who sometimes were far off or made nigh by the blood of Christ. You and I, we're just as close to God as Jesus is. Come on, Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. This sixth verse in this second chapter, you and I, we're on the right hand of Jesus. We're seated in heavenly places. Because of that shed blood, we've been made nigh. And so I'm not an alien anymore. In other words, I have kingdom rights because God gave them to me through Jesus. You've got kingdom rights. You've got authority. You've got some things in your life. I've got some things in my life that we need to walk out. But the devil doesn't want our mind to receive that. He wants us to be darkened to that truth where we'll always be looking for someday. We'll be looking for uh, uh, some way. And, and, and someday is now. Today is the day of salvation. And the way is always Jesus. He's the only way. Amen? All right, now go back. And let's look at that again. In uh, uh, verse number 18 in the fourth chapter, he said, Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. You know, we, we, we got to see that the, that the devil, he is the one that blinds us. He's the, he's the one that gets us to look at things that's not true, that things that are hurtful, things that are discouraging, things that are limiting. And, and, and so... I, I, I got I got. When the devil tries to tell me I don't understand what God has for me or what God wants me to do, I go, "Devil, you're blinded. Come on, you are the father of darkness, but I'm of the father of lights. That God is my father. Jesus, the light of the world, drawed me out of the darkness that you created, devil. And in the name of Jesus, the light of the Lord is flooding my heart. I, I, I'm being directed. Come on, the, the word of God is the light." Jesus is that light, and He's flooding your heart. And so you and I are in a place in a position where the, those things that used to hurt and limit us and hold us back, they lose their grip, they lose their power, they, they, they lose the ability to hold you back. You're going somewhere. You've got a destiny, amen? But at the same time, we've got to let the Word come into our heart. Because and, 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 see, the devil hurts your heart. He uses situations, circumstances, he uses people. Where you and I will get uh, that callous on our heart about that situation or about that person or about whatever it might be. And, and he wants us to render us where we cannot feel what God is saying to us or what God is wanting to do in us and through us. Now look what it says. Drop down to verse 19. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto loviciousness to work all uncleanness and uh, with greediness. Who being past feeling. Now... See, what the devil wants us to do, he, he, he loves to hurt us, but he loves to hurt us and then us not do anything about it. Just, just leave it alone. And, and we, we leave that hurt spot there. It, there's a tender spot there. And then uh, when we, think, we go through life, we're living life, we're walking, and, and we forget about, uh, we put out of mind what happened. And, and then the devil will come in a different angle, a different way, and he'll hurt that same place again. Over and over. And, and, and he, he's so subtle at it that, that he keeps working in that same way, that same avenue, but in so many motley colors, in so many uh, various ways that when it happens, we don't recognize it until there's the pain again. And so then all of a sudden, 
then he comes and tells us and said, well, now, if God loved you, you wouldn't be going through this over and over again. You wouldn't be having to deal with this uh, if God hadn't left you, hadn't forsaken you, all those things. And so what all of a sudden, when we start to believe a lie, we start making a hard heart. We put a callus over that. Because we're, we're going to, if, if we can't uh, get relief from it, if we can't get victory over it, if we can't get deliverance out of that, then we're just going to not feel it. Now, the Lord didn't give me any indication which, I'm, all he said was, I'm going to help somebody this morning. I don't know who it is. I don't know what it's about. But I do know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he wants to take and he wants to show you how important it is to let Christ take that callus off. Because, see, if you're past feeling, that's what happens to somebody who has leprosy. What happens? They have no feeling in their fingers and their toes. Then as it grows and as it expands and they hurt themselves, they don't even know it. They can't feel it. So that's what the devil wants us to do. He wants us to get to that place where we're past feeling. Because if you don't know that you need a doctor, if you don't know that you need medicine, if you don't know that you need help in that situation, then guess what? The devil can keep working in that area until he finally still kills and destroys us. He wants to kill us. He hates us because we're created in the image of God. Because he doesn't understand uh, uh, how God could love us so much. And give us such grace and mercy. Come on, you and I, we are full of grace and mercy. Because of God. No other reason. Just because God looked at us and He gave it to us. Amen? Alright, so notice what He said. He said, who being past feeling. So i, I got to get this in my heart. i got to re- realize that there may be some things that, I, that have been in my life for a long time. That God is wanting to help me with this morning. That is... Uh, the key to me moving forward, the, the, the key to me getting uh, victory over something or, or being delivered for something or getting healed in a, in a certain situation, spirit, soul, and body. Amen? See, the devil doesn't want you and I to hear the word of the Lord. He has his own doctrine. Hold your place right here and we'll come right back. Go to First uh, Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. And let's, let's look at something I think... Uh, we know these scriptures very well, but we lay our eyes on them. We read them under the, the uh, moving of the Spirit in a special service like today. And it means more to us. First uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit, capital S, so the, the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit expressly, He speaks plainly, speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. What's going to cause them to leave the faith? giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. See, the devil has his own gospel. Paul warned the church at Galatia. He told them, he said, Hey, if somebody comes to you preaching another gospel, don't receive it. And, and, and he warned about another spirit. And they, and they got so caught up uh, in living by the law instead of living by grace that... that uh, that's the only epistle that you'll find that where Paul didn't have something good to say about that, that church, those churches that that was pinned to. So the devil has a doctrine, and his doctrine is he wants to get you and I to depart from the faith. Well, faith comes by 
hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if he's going to get us to depart from the, from the faith, he's going to have to give us another word that's contrary to the word of God that we receive in our life. So I've got to recognize I can be past feeling if I'm not careful. Look what happens. Uh, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of the devil. Verse 2. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Now, see, that's what, that's what the, the devil the, the devil and his crew is. Their, their conscience is seared over. They cannot feel. They have no empathy. They have no compassion. They have uh, no ability to love. They have no ability to, to repent or anything. The Bible says that they, in, in the epistle of James, says that they believe in the Lord. But they don't believe to the point like you and I do. They know he exists, but they will not accept what he has because, well, they couldn't in the first place. But they tremble. But they can't receive what you and I have this morning. Amen? So we got to make sure that we have the fullness of what God wants to do in our life. In other words... Every time God knocks on my heart's door about a situation, and if I don't yield to that, then here comes the devil. He'll give me another word, his doctrine. And guess what? He applies a searing to my heart. He puts his own fire. See, God's fire, it breaks down hardness and hurt. But the fire of the devil, it makes it more, um, it renders you and I more insensitive. And he gets us in the place where one day uh, that, that, that you'll do and say things that you never thought you would. Amen? So what we want, we want the Lord to do a work in our life. Amen? We, we, we want him to show us some things. Do you realize that there's some things in your life, in my life, that you and I don't even know is there? They happened before uh, you and I even have the ability to remember those things. Or they've been passed down in our very bloodline and all of those things. So we've got to be so cautious. All right, go back to Ephesians. He said, verse 20, But ye have not so learned Christ. Verse 21, If so be that you have heard him, and you've heard him because you've believed in the, uh, in, in the heart and confessed with the mouth, and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. So there's the only truth is in the Word of God. So everything else, we've got to recognize that, wait a minute, it, it, it's either Jesus or the devil. It's either the Word of the living God, or it's the Word of the lying God, the little G, the, the one that wants to render me insensitive, that wants to make my heart hard like his. Amen? So I, I heard, I've heard about the goodness of God. You've heard about the goodness of God. You have been born again this morning, amen? But just because you're born again does not mean that you have all of these promises. Just because I'm born again doesn't mean I have all these promises. I have victory in a lot of areas of my life. But guess what? I have struggles in a lot of areas in my life. That I've got heartaches and I've got just like you have. And I've got places where for several years I just shut the door on that hurt. And I just called it dead. I, I, now, I would pray about the, the, the individuals, and I would think about them. Uh, but as far, I, I made sure. I, I would I'd say, Lord, I want you to save them. But they're not going to have another place in my heart. God said, I can't save them with your prayer. If you're not going to let them back in your heart. 
Come on, we've we got to be cautious. We've got to understand some things. We've got to move forward. And so I've got to know that the truth is only in Jesus. And guess what it said right there? It said, I have been learning by Christ. You have been learning by Christ. Christos, the anointed one. You have the anointing. 1 John 2.20, 1 John 2.27. You have the unction. The anointing abides within you to teach you all things. Amen? But you've got to be teachable. I've got to be teachable to let it happen. All right. Verse 22. That ye, once again, see all these emphasis. Notice how many times that ye and you that's involved in this, this chapter. That ye put off uh, concerning the former conversation, the, your, your old behavior. The old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. See, the devil cannot talk to your spirit. How do I know if I'm walking in the spirit or I'm walking in the flesh? If I'm listening to the devil, I'm walking in the... So that gives me a, an advantage in the situation because then I can say, no, wait a minute. The Bible says if I... Galatians 5, uh, 16, if I walk in the Spirit, I won't fulfill the lust of the... So all I got is, okay, I see what I'm doing here. I, I'm going to lay that down. I'm going to pick up what God would have for me. Amen? All right. Look what happens. Verse 23. And be renewed... Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In other words, simply what this verse is saying, let the Holy Spirit change your entire way of thinking. Let Him show you how to think. Let Him show me how to think. Let that mind be in Christ. Come on. Let it, that was in Him. Let it be in me. First uh, Corinthians 2.16, the Bible promises us that if we're walking in the Spirit, not the, not the carnal man, uh, not the, uh, the natural man, but if you and I, if we're walking in the spiritual man, that we have the mind of Christ. So I, 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 I got to see then, there's something that's happening in my life this morning that's trying to rob me of God's best. And so, let's look at some things I think that will help us. Look at, uh, in Matthew chapter 13, I just got a few verses of Scripture to give you this morning, and we'll just see how this goes. And look at verse 15. Uh, this is one of the more popular verses in, in this uh, parable of where the, the Jesus is sowing the Word of God. But uh, for sake of time, we'll just read one verse, verse 15. It says, for this people's heart is waxed gross. It, uh, it's uh, become calloused. It's become thickened. It cannot hear. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Who closed it? Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. So, I, I, I've got to, I got to see that Jesus is willing. He, he wants to heal my hurt, my heartache. He wants to do whatever I need in my life. He wants to do whatever you need in your life. But I can't be in the place. See, they were religious. They thought because they were God's chosen people that everything was fine and dandy. You realize I can be on my way to heaven. I can live and die and go to heaven. And I can never experience John 10, 10. Abundant life. I want to enjoy life, don't you? 
I want to have the zoe, the God-given, God-abundant kind of life. It's available. I'm trying to find it. Look what he said in the next verse. I said I wasn't going to, but I got to. Verse 16. But blessed are your eyes. Say he's talking to me. But blessed are your eyes for they see and for your ears and your ears for they hear. So we got to tell the devil, I've got seeing eyes. I've got hearing ears in the name of Jesus. Amen. I can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. I can hear what he's wanting to do in my life. But I've got to recognize what the enemy is trying to work to keep me from hearing it. Amen. So go with me to, to, to Psalms 51. Psalms 51 is the great prayer of David. This is the repentance psalm after he had uh, uh, got hooked up with Bathsheba and uh, uh, got Bathsheba's husband caused him to be killed in battle uh, and, you know, got, got her, uh, uh, just got the whole thing in a mess. And so Nathan the prophet comes to him and gives him a parable because David's heart was so hard that he couldn't, he couldn't hear the truth, and so he gave him a parable uh, about a lamb and, and all of these things. And David then provoked the, he spoke out of his own mouth the, what the judgment should be. But when, when he said that, Nathan the prophet looked at him and said, David, you're the man. And then this brought David to a place of repentance. And so I'm going to read. I want you to notice what um, David said in verse number 10. And this is what you and I want... This morning from the Lord. Verse number 10. Psalms 51.10. David said as he was praying to God. He said create in me. Now this word create bara. This is the same word of the creation. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning God created the heavens and earth. Right? So this is that, that creative force in the book of Genesis. So David is saying. I, I, I want you to create in me. What did he say? A clean heart. A clean heart. And, and if, we'll, if we'll tell the Lord that, we, we say, I want... In other words, I, I know that when I got born again, that you give me a brand new spirit. But your heart, your mind, will, and your emotions, come on, you've got baggage. I've got baggage. And that baggage is what, is, is what the devil works through. See, the devil, he can't work in your spirit, but he can work in your soul. He can work in your body. And so, uh, that this is what David is saying. He said, God, I need you to create in me a clean heart. In other words, I want to think differently. I want to think the way that you think. I, I want to, because I know out of the bunch of the heart, the mouth talks. And so what's in my heart, in my mind, that's what I'm going to talk. I want to talk God talk. I want to talk victory, not defeat. I want to talk peace, not turmoil. I want to talk health, not sickness. All of those things, amen? See, David had some problems that was not necessarily his fault. We look at David and we think, my goodness, how could you do what you did? I look at my own life and I think, how could I do some of the things I did? But jump back up to verse 5 and let's get a, 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 an idea of where David's at. As David starts this, he, he says in verse number 5, as he's bringing out the reality of, of where he come from, uh, Psalm 51, 5, he says, Behold, I was shapen, I was formed 
in iniquity. And in sin did my mother conceive me. So we, we know we, by inference we can, we can look at how David was treated uh, in his own family. We can look at how his, his uh, dad, uh, Jesse, looked at him. Uh, he had no respect. Remember when uh, Samuel the prophet come to anoint the new king to replace Saul, you know, he went through all the sons. And he said, no, that's not the one, that's not the one. And, and, and finally Samuel said, hey, have you got any more sons? He said, well, I got one more. But all he does is take care of a few sheep. You know, and then it mentions that he's ruddy complected. He didn't look like the rest of them. There's a reason for that. So David, he, he said that I was conceived in sin. So he, so what happens? What happens in a situation when none of us have had a perfect life? But what happens in a situation like this? All the cords of that sin, every evil spirit, every fallen entity that was working in that through uh, his whole bloodline, it comes up in David now. See, you, you, you and I, we've got to see that, that when we get born again, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we get a brand new spirit, but you've got the same body, you've got the same mind. And every open door that the devil had in your life, in your body, and in your mind before uh, salvation, he has it after salvation. And so he wants to keep us where we're past feeling, where we have a callous heart, where we don't even think about that. We think, gosh, I got born again. I thought I was going to have a better life in this area and that area. I've got it good. I know I'm going to heaven. I know I fellowship with God the Father by the Spirit through Jesus, and that's wonderful. But I still got the same problems. I still want to do this. I, I still slip here. I still stumble there. We got to come back and be like that. David said, listen, I've, God, you know where I come from. I don't even know where I come from. I don't know why I'm in this shape. I need some help. And that's what we got to tell the Lord. We got to tell the Lord. See, I, I, I'm wound tighter than a, a roll of bell in war. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm so tense all the time. I'm, and, and, but I'm just always on the edge because the way I was raised, I was always waiting for my dad to do something or say something. And I'm, I'm fighting that every day, even at, in my later years. It's a, and so I want to come back and I want to say, Lord, I, I want to come back to this place in this position. I want you to tell me why, and, and then with the why, I want the answer of how. I, I can leave this, lay it down, and, and I can have a testimony that my God's so good that I don't have to stay in this place, in this position. Amen? See, this honesty allows and opens up the door for God to do some things. Now, let's, 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 get, let's get straight in our mind. Let's understand. David, he was conceived in sexual sin. And then you look at the story of David. He had eight wives and ten concubines. Didn't get any better, did it? All right, Solomon, the, the first child that's born after the, the child died that David and Bathsheba uh, created in iniquity. Uh, Solomon, he has 700 wives and 300 concubines. He saw the Lord twice. 
Come on, he had direct revelation of the Lord twice, and yet he let all of these wives and concubines pull his heart away from the Lord, and he lost the kingdom. Don't you think we need to do some things before we lose what God has for us? Only the devil can take it from us if we get on his territory. But if we get off of his territory and get on the Lord's, everything changes. So we pray this prayer. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me. I, I, I want to have a, a steadfast spirit. I want to have a, a, a spirit that is, is in communication and adhering to and holding to, drawing strength from uh, always being able to see the truth from the Lord. Amen? And if we'll do that, it changes everything. Everything. So, Jesus, in that, uh, we don't have time to look at it, but in Matthew 13, he said that the sower went forth to sow. And, and he said it was there for everybody, but some, their heart had grown so hard, so waxed, so gross that they couldn't hear. You and I, we tell the Lord, Lord, you talk to me, I'll hear it. I'll act upon it. I'll yield to it. Amen. In closing, turn over to the 147th chapter of this same book of Psalms. And let's look at his promise. We've preached this verse before. But Psalms 147. Look at verse number 3. Psalms 147.3. He healeth. This is the Lord now. He healeth the broken in heart. So, see, I, I, I need to know that I need, I'm not, I, I know that the word says I can be past feeling, but so I'm going to tell the Lord, Lord, I know I've got some callous areas in my life, and those callous areas is over some broken areas. There's, they're, they're, they're over some hurt areas. There's over some areas that I haven't wanted to deal dealt with in the past, but I believe today that you're knocking on my heart's door, and today's the day that I can give them to you, and I can let you heal them. See, the name of the Lord he, he said that he would bless our bread and water and he takes sickness out of the midst of us in the book of Exodus. But right before that, he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am Jehovah Rapha. In other words, I'm the great physician that Jesus has alluded to in the Gospels. I'm the one that can do it. So he said, he healeth the broken in heart and he bindeth up their wounds. So I've got to say, Lord, I want you to read my heart. I want you to 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 uh, to heal that. I'm on. I'm on a, uh, that every bandit, every 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 lock, every door, everything that I've placed over that area of my life that I've not been willing to give and to share with you. I'm going to give it to you. And, and I want you to come. And, and I want you to give me a word. A, 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 that Jehovah Rapha. I, Jehovah Rapha means the God who mends things back together that can't be put together by man. And we give him permission to do that. And he said he would bind up our wounds. In other words, that area when the devil comes to knock on your door the next time, he can't find it. Because God's bound up that wound. That wound is no longer available. He doesn't have access to it. Now why am I saying this? In closing, I want you to consider what uh, Brother Corey, all of those songs with that those last two especially, but see, David here, why did David do this? Why did Solomon do this? Because there is a spirit of rejection that was 
at work in that family line. And how many knows there's a spirit of rejection that's working in the world right now? And see, the two spirits that work hand in hand, they fit together like uh, your hand in a glove is the spirit of rejection and that orphan spirit. What was Brother Corey talking about, singing about, about the orphans? Brother Ryan, put John fourteen eighteen on the screen. John fourteen eighteen. Out of the mouth of Jesus, he tells us, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. Okay, we need to understand that though. That word comfortless is from the Greek word orphanos. It's where we get our English word orphan. Jesus said, I'm fixing to go away. I'm going to die for you. But I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. He said, it's expedient. If we, keep, if we kept reading them three chapters, he said, it's expedient that I go away. Because when I go away, I'm going to send another comforter. And that Holy Ghost, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he's going to seal you. He's going to stamp you as a child of God until the day of redemption. And, and, and so you don't have to be in the place when that orphan spirit comes working in your life, when that spirit of rejection, when they work together and they say, well, uh, my mama, my daddy, my best friend, my husband, my wife, my children, whoever it is, has rejected me. And now I'm all alone. I'm all by myself. You say, uh-uh. Jesus doesn't take care of all of that for me. And he has sent the Holy Spirit to show me God the Father, to show me God the Son as the Savior. And your devil no longer are going to be able to work in my life in this area. Today's the day that my callous heart is cured by a living Christos, a living Christ, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you, we honor you. Right now, I ask by the Spirit of the living God that you move over every person's heart. Lord, you didn't give me the liberty, the free way to see who you're ministering to this morning, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this word is starts right here in my own life. And I know that it's for other people this morning. Lord, we give you permission. You pull down every barrier that we have put up to protect ourselves. You put up every barrier uh, that, that we have took comfort, that we've took uh, calm in when all of those things are false comfort. They're false calming. They're not true. They're not real. The devil still works through them. He still gets in those situations and circumstances. Lord, would you touch us this morning? Give us boldness to yield and humble ourselves to you. Let us see that every spirit that is working in our lives to hurt and hinder. And let this be the day that we be healed and we be delivered. Oh, I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know there's somebody here that uh, this orphan spirit and this spirit of rejection is working because of the relationship that you've had with your dad. How do I know that? Because I feel the same thing in my own life. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, uh, come. I want you to come this morning. uh, and, And I want you to let the Spirit of God show you that you've got a Father in heaven that loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. His mercies are new every morning, and He has something for you. He wants to heal you. He wants to give you deliverance and victory over the past. You don't have to keep walking through the same uh, struggle, through the same hardship. You, you can step up higher and step over that. Jesus can be your foundation over that this morning. Would you come? Would you come? That some of you, you got, you got such wounds in there because uh, of a parent. It's real and it's true. 
And, and the devil always gets access to your life because of that situation. Or maybe, maybe I also believe it's, a, it's in reversal. You've got that same open spot because of a, 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 of a, of a child. Maybe you're a parent this morning and you're here this morning. But God wants to help you. He wants to show you the truth. He wants to build you up. He wants to encourage you. But see, today, if you're going to walk out of here in a new place of liberty and victory, you've got to come to Him this morning. You don't want to be blinded about anything. You don't want to be held back by the old man and the old ways of thinking, computing, reacting. Would you come this morning?